Mediated Conversation on SAFM. 25 to 9. What is the importance of preserving heritage sites? What is their role in the democratic South Africa and who's responsible for taking care of them? You've seen these stories and I I struggle to grasp the concept of why you would desecrate graves. It's like the one thing. If there are graves then it's where people have died. They're, they're human beings, ex, former human beings, the remains of human beings, I think is probably better, that lie former human beings. Because they now just, you know, but why would you desecrate it? It makes no sense. There's a, somebody spent a lot of money on a tombstone so that person will be remembered for eternity. And you go to these old uh, cemeteries and you, you look at them. I, mean, a, I know it's a simple example, but you go to Pilgrim's Rest, for example, and, this, and the cemetery is there and you can see families, families that died. A lot of Welsh families were there. And you get that history and you get that feeling of, of the people that were there toiling day in and day out trying to make themselves rich from the gold. And they died of whatever reason. And you go to a local cemetery and you can see um, people have spent money and, you, and they've, they've put effort in you, father, mother, son, and you cry for these people. But why would you desecrate it? Why would you break their tombstones? Or memorials that have been put up. Uh, around the country to remember soldiers or to remember a war or to remember a great leader and then somebody goes and spray paints over it for whatever reason maybe you disagree with the war maybe you disagree but it's still a history sometimes history is not friendly sometimes history hurts and it does in this country history hurts a lot but if we whitewash that or blackwash it or whatever you want to call it and you say well okay Let's forget about that. Then in a hundred years' time, it's gone. It doesn't exist. And we're destined to, to live our history out again because we haven't learned the lessons. If you get rid of the Fortreca Monument, for example, could you imagine? Or somebody desecrates the Fortreca Monument. Or somebody desecrates anything. It's the history that you're desecrating. It's the people that fought, the people that died for it. Or is it simple? It's like, well, some some... Um, heritage sites don't deserve to be around anymore. Some heritage sites, some things shouldn't be remembered. Battle of Blood River, does, does that heritage site deserve to be there to celebrate the win of the Boers over the Zulus at that time? Or is it something that we do need to remember? If you have Boer heritage, I'm sure that you would desperately want it to be there. Sometimes memories hurt, but those memories must remain. And you remember those, I think, with these Heritage sites, but it's, it's bigger than that. How important are they? Let's start with that. Let's start with historian, poet, and artist, Professor Pitika Ntuli. Prof, thanks very much for joining us. Why do we need, in your opinion, why do we need heritage sites? Uh, that's so that we do not forget where we have been because we are part of a very long journey as human beings, and therefore we need to record where we have been so that other people should avoid attempting on the same path mm. that we are, or if we are traveled a very good path, then we are now the pioneers for them to follow on us and beyond. There are lovely heritage sites, as you say. There are, there are positive and there may be negative ones. The positive thing, I'm just thinking cradle of humankind. It's fantastic that humankind's cradle is just west of Johannesburg. That I can understand looking after. What about the ones that might hurt? Like? Uh, Fortreca Monument, for example. It, it, it doesn't have positive connotations for a lot of the country. 
No, but but it is a historical uh, you know uh, a monument. Uh, you know, people build it. People build their lives, their politics, their ideologies around it. Whether that was right or actually uh, you know wrong, mm-hmm. but they deserve what uh, they are, and we are there actually to learn actually from them. And one of the basic lessons we we are failing to learn, even in South Africa, is that we do not have something like the uh, the very fortress. A, 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 you know, high serious uh, a, you know, attention, you know, given to all the struggles that uh, uh, you know people have sacrificed their lives for. Uh, yeah, there, there are also war memorials where uh, Boers fought the British, for example, and we celebrate the British win over the Boers. There are these difficult memorials that we have to accept, um, or or should we just get rid of the bad ones and, and remember the good ones? No, no, you don't get rid of any, you know, remember when we talked about the issue of uh, the removal of statues, you know, following, mm. uh, you know, you know, fees must fall. The general idea was that all of these could be put into one space, uh, 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 you know, where they are. Those people who believe in them could go to them. Right. Uh, institutions and education can go up to say, who is this giant guy that is standing uh, up here in a in a giant uh, in a monument, mm. that's the guy that killed my great great grandfather. Or oh, that is mm. someone who befriended uh, uh, you know our people uh, at a time when we really needed them. So that historical memory is very 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 in, 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 in important. It it is, but. We, we are seeing more and more. Let, I want to take an example, right? Jan van Riebeek is at the, what, the base of Adelie Street there. Do we still need to have a statue of Jan van Riebeek? You, you, you do have to have the statue of uh, uh, Jan van Riebeek. He, he was a real human being uh, uh, who came in here and did what he did. What other people subsequently uh, did after he has uh, you know, gone cannot be put up onto him. But mm. maybe for us, for me, let's talk about something very positive here. We have the Constitutional Hill. And in that Constitutional Hill, the uh, lawyers that were there, the judges that were there, right. particularly uh, in Albert uh, Inosak, who collected uh, a project of coming out work, you know, all over to show what has actually been happening and even right now, even as we speak, they are uh, they're still doing a lot of writing, rearranging. That's a very, very, very positive uh, uh, you know, statement that I can uh, you know, call. Meanwhile, what is happening to Lily's Farm? Mm. Lily's Farm is a place where I think if the old Africans were there, they wouldn't want it to exist. We should be wanting it to exist because that's where the conspiracies that led to Mandela, Sisulu, you know, called that Joe Lovo, all of those people, the very cradle of a human being inside apartheid who defied the issue of race and color, but were united by just one single dream of freedom for people. And that place is going to be closed down indefinitely. The cemeteries, as we are talking about, people are vandalizing. You know, because people are absolutely desperate, they are sick, some are on drugs. There's a variety of things in Deben, the Mazisi Gunene, 
in a museum, Maziz is the great poet, one of the greatest poets that uh, we, we, we had in here. The place is neglected, the derelict people mm. are hanging uh, around on it, you know, but the reason is very simple. Our government does not understand what art and culture is. That is why the, the Department of Sports, Art and Culture uh, gets the lowest, this is the lowest rank in terms of funding, and they are the people who are supposed to be, uh, uh, you know, looking after this uh, 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 heritage. Uh, the heritage. Uh, yeah. Heritage comes and it's trying to do the best that it can, but without that amount of funding, again, we cannot talk mm. heritage. Yeah, okay, so it's, uh, I'm, I'm not a fan of putting another minister in, but do you think that arts and culture should be separate from sports, first of all? Yeah, I think it should be separate you know, from sports, you know, altogether. But when you look, what we are talking about here, when we're talking about heritage, and you know, we are talking about monuments, look at the apartheid museum, mm, eh? mm. Uh, 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 which is also just, uh, you know, crumbling. Mm. What government should actually do is to get these people that have been deployed there who know absolutely nothing. When I came back from exile, we were led there by uh, a professor, uh, uh, you know, Oliphant, uh, uh, yeah, with an art and culture task team outlining how the arts and culture are going to be looked at, you know, in South Africa. Blueprints were mm-hmm. actually being done, but no funding was actually put onto them. The whole question, as I keep repeating, we suffer from a serious disease in South Africa. It is called continuous discontinuity. Someone starts something brilliant, somebody else destroys it. And that's the pattern. Okay, so it's it's the Department of Art and Culture's job to maintain and, and take care of these heritage sites in South Africa. Is that correct? Yes, definitely. Uh, does, that include, does that include everything? Uh, and uh, when I'm talking about that, like Cradle, Cradle of Humankind, Robben Island, uh, Fred or Ford Dome, all those kind of things? Or is, is it... Yeah, all of those. All of those. They also fall under the National Heritage uh, uh, Council. Okay. Which is a very little council that has got to overlook... Uh, uh, you know all of these, uh, mm. uh, you know, precious, uh, 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 you know, artworks, cultural works, uh, you know, memory aids for us. You you mentioned the budget. Is it is it simply a budget, or is there enough budget and it's just being wasted? No, there is very little budget allocated, you know, to uh, you know the arts and the, and, and, and culture. Period. That now gets bedeviled by, uh, because it is so lowly regarded, then the people you said in there, that you deploy there, mm. it will turn up to become, uh, uh, you know, people who have absolutely no, uh, have no idea. And those that have got ideas that uh, right. are in there mm. get frustrated, you know, by other, you know, people. And then factional fighting within it between the minister on one hand, and some of the administrative, the minister is in one faction, the DG is another faction, then there's that absolute paralysis of it. Let me make this one very important statement. We signed a service level agreement with the Gauteng, the Department of Arts and Culture, to outline the very heritage of 
eight monuments to be de- deployed to transform in, in terms of the, the landscape. Mm-hmm. Eighteen months in the town, the line, nothing was done. We had to shut our house, sell everything, mm-hmm. be in an absolute uh, in a state. If somebody is uh, old and as important as me and the contribution can be treated like this, what future is there mm-hmm. for heritage and for the young artists? that are are coming around. So something has got to be done. But I would like to say that I really uh, appreciate what uh, all the facts and the people are doing in constitutional uh, Mm. heal with whatever resources that they actually have in keeping, you know, something positive, uh, you know, going on. There may be other places that we actually thought there are people in in the rural areas who are maintaining it. Civil Mm. society is doing its own thing despite actually uh, in a government, because ultimately culture and the spirit shall uh, in, in a triumph. Yeah, I, that was what I was going to come to, is is private society and individuals themselves having to look after it. I'm just thinking of Nelson Mandela's house and, and in Soweto, Velikazi Street. That is almost what it is because of a private enterprise that have turned that into and maintained that area and look after it and make sure that it's safe. Yeah. You know, there are very few people actually in South Africa who know how to use their money, right? Uh, who will take up, uh, you know, courses and actually support quietly without, uh, 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 you know, coming actually into the open, you know, mm-hmm. because their spirits are just far much more greater than this country can actually, uh, you know, even handle. And uh, it is people like those that are going to give hope, you know, to uh, for people to, you know, to do. I know of areas of people who have started up their little things. When I said to them, where did you get it? They said, you know, some very rich person mm-hmm. you know, gave us so much amount of uh, you mm. know, money. And I said, who? They said, no, they don't even uh, want uh, that to be known. But we are actually doing what we are doing and happy. You know, just uh, having a few actually of those uh, you know, people who are absolutely very special, who are chewed actually, uh, you know, with spirit. Mm. Now, people are going to get their billions, so they're going to die and lose their billions, so their children will start even fighting and killing each other about it, instead of spreading it for the heritage and giving us a better life, as government always promises us uh, we, we deserve. All right, Professor Patik uh, Ntuli, don't go away, historian, poet, and artist. Uh, let's bring in Flo Bird, chairperson of the Johannesburg Heritage Foundation. Uh, Flo Bird, talking about those those big investors, uh, we, we're going to come to you in a second. We're going to find out what you are doing to try and keep some of Johannesburg heritage alive. Mediated Conversation on SAFM. In conversation with Professor Petika Ntuli, historian, poet and artist. Now we bring in the chairperson of the Johannesburg Heritage Foundation, Flo Bird. Morning to you, Flo. We heard the prof talking about investment from, from, from rich people. Does Johannesburg get that kind of thing? Good uh, morning, Jonathan. We do occasionally, mm-hmm. and I have to say that uh, if you want names, Mr. and Mrs. Oppenheimer, very generously came to our assistance when we wanted to help restore St. Albans Church, which is a very beautiful one in St. Pereira's Dorp. Their grandfather had been a worshipper in that church, and they were willing to help, uh, well, quite considerable funds, I suppose. But I haven't found many others, mm. so I have to be honest. Um, you know, 
our big, the biggest problem is that there is absolutely no money. And I think Prof mentioned this. Mm. There's no money in the arts and culture department, whether it's at provincial level or at government level. Now, theoretically, heritage is a provincial competency. I can only call it a gross incompetency. They are in, unable to look after their own buildings. They treat them quite appallingly. The Department of Infrastructure and Development couldn't be worse named. They are really useless. We, are, we have to be very grateful to the private sector for, for the help that they give. Mm. The city is a little bit better, uh, and, but there is no, no money. There are no trust funds. In the Cape, there are actually trust funds set up by people who love Cape architecture. So there, there is some money in certain places, but only for old buildings, and they have to be in the Western Cape. Mm. So we really need some sort of pride in Johannesburg. And I agree with you that the, the, uh, the, uh, the very wealthy people, and I mean, we're supposed to be the city with the richest people in South Africa, they have done absolutely nothing about protecting our heritage apart from one family. That's the open up. The problem with that is then the rich, for lack of a better word, the rich will look after themselves almost. They will, they will, they will have their own people that they want to support, and it might not necessarily be in the correct. I'm not putting it in the right way that I, w I want to get it out in my head. Um, the rich look after themselves, and then some heritage will be lost because that's not in that family's interest, for example. Yes, I think that's true. But I think it's more than that. It's a bigger picture. It's that there's a lack of uh, pride in their city. If you think of an American, even small towns in America will have treasured art gallery, right. galleries yeah. with wonderful collections that some uh, some local rich man went and bought, and they look after them. Here in Johannesburg, look at what the disaster with the art gallery, and yet not one rich person came forward and said, I'm prepared mm. to take on the task of redoing the gallery do we have, and saving our work. Do we have blue plaques, like in, like in London, for example? You take a walk through London, you see blue plaques all over. This was the, the home of, or this was the place of. Have we got something like that in Johannesburg? Yes, in fact, the Johannesburg Heritage Foundation has um, installed, I think, well over 200 in Joburg. See, now, if I don't uh, know that, if I don't know that, how do people know about it? Well, it depends on your area, <laughs> I suppose. And we'll certainly send you the information. Uh, we've been trying, but you know how big Joburg is? It's mm -hmm. a very big city. We have, for instance, eight in Doobie. Now, I'm sure you've never been to Doobie, so there you are. You missed out on those. <laughs> We have, uh, together with the city of Johannesburg, we have plaques in Sapphire Town, plaques in uh, Orlando, lots of plaques in Parktown, mm -hmm. because we got a very special grant to do Anglo-World War plaques in Parktown. So you will find that, uh, I know it's a bit patchy, and we do try and correct that, but it, uh, I, I've just got two that I want to do for um, Hillbrow, which it seems dicey, I'll admit that it's possible that the plants will be destroyed, but we'll try. And uh, we've got three committed for Alex, uh, Alex uh, which should be going up, mm, I suppose, May, end of May. So there are plants all over the place, but mm. I'll admit they, they might seem thin to you, mm. but we've got well over 
uh, I, I think it's 450 in Johannesburg. Okay. And, and yeah, I'm just, I'm having a look now while you're talking. I typed in heritage sites into Johannesburg and there's a number. Some of them I've been to, some of them I will go to. Uh, things like Gandhi Square Precinct, for example, the Johannesburg City Hall complex is there. Constitutional Hill has been mentioned. But I want to bring up something like Hazel Dean Hall, for example, or, or Villa Arcadia. Can average Joe go to these kind of places? No. Uh, a lot of these are private property and, for instance, they're conducting business and you can't have people walking in and out. Right. So we do arrange tours. It, it was one of the reasons that we actually, the foundation was started, was to enable people to get to places mm. that are not open to uh, to anybody. And also to do tours to show people that even, uh, even smaller areas may have all sorts of heritage sites. Uh, which are little known. We're doing a tour in Britain soon that that includes um, uh, one of my favourites. It's a little wooden iron corner shop that's actually now a house, but it was built as a shop right. uh, come house. And Brixton was a very different suburb in those days. It was a working class suburb. Mm. So, you, you, you know, there are patches, well, not patches, there are all sorts of wonderful areas full of heritage. Unfortunately, because there is no money at all for uh, repairing buildings, we get appeals for help. We don't have much money, so mm. we've got to go out and look for it. Uh, but the other thing is that it's absolutely disgusting that the, responsi uh, the responsible authority, and that is supposed to be the Gauteng Provincial Legislature, doesn't care a damn. They've got, they own at least 10 buildings in town that mm. they do not maintain. Some of them are very beautiful old buildings, the old Foxcross building, which has got special carvings on it. Uh, the, what was once the magnificent uh, Rand Waterboard building, certainly a Category A building, uh, which the province went in and actually took out the brass window frame oh. and then cut them up. Now, I mean, honestly, so that, they are. How can they be so damned ignorant? The solution to this, Flo Bird, I'm assuming, and we've got 40 seconds, is for the public to start visiting these places and to raise more awareness about it. So if you've got nothing to do on a Sunday, go and look at the museum or, or go and go past a place and take pictures of it and raise awareness so that people will start seeing that these are valuable places. Yes, and hammer your councillor, hammer your politician, anybody who represents you. Make them aware of the fact that these are places that we we all cherish. I mean, it's it's, it's not just a matter for tourists; mm. it's a matter of our pride in right. our in our achievements. Been great chatting to you, Flobert. Good luck, chairperson of the Johannesburg Heritage Foundation. That's the show for today. The talking point is up next. Thanks very much to the team for putting the show together. It's been a pleasure working with you again. I'll be back. I'll be back again uh, for sports just after half past twelve, and filling in for Stephen again tomorrow morning. Have yourself a great day. It's nine o'clock.